Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. TGIF. I thank God for every day. How about you? News and stuff after this. I think few things excite me more than seeing someone come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Whether it's in one of our church services that happened on Easter Sunday, or whether it's in someone's home or wherever it may be, the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You have to get a person lost before you can get them saved, and that's kind of hard to do in today's world. It really is. But once you can show someone that they need Jesus Christ as their Savior in order to go to heaven, ah, uh, it's pretty much downhill after that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. This Thursday, have you made that decision? Have you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior? And if not, why not? Just ask Him to forgive you of your sins and invite Jesus Christ into your life today. Being a Christian, it's a wonderful way to live and a wonderful way to die. What in the world is going on? Let's go to Chicago. A woman resisted a carjacking in Chicago yesterday wound up killing one of the alleged teenage assailants, put another in critical condition. Police say a 35-year-old woman was waiting in her car at 5.45 yesterday. That was rush hour. Two people entered her car. The woman resisted the carjacking, got into an altercation with the two suspects. The male suspect wound up behind the driver's wheel and crashed the infinity into a support pillar. The two suspects and victim were trapped inside the car, but Chicago firefighters were able to extricate all three. One of the suspects, an 18-year-old male, died from his injuries at a hospital. The other, a 17-year-old female, critically injured. It is the new America, a flood of evil. Dozens of stories like that all over America every day. So what do you think about O'Biden's plan? Sounded like he got really tough yesterday at the border, right? He unveiled a new plan yesterday, says he's going to begin to address, finally, the border crisis and the flood of immigrants coming to America. The plan, according to the White House, expands the parole program for immigrants from four countries, Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua, and Venezuela. The program will allow 30,000 people from those countries per month to enter the U.S. and receive work authorization. The individuals who use this program, however, will be forced to apply for it legally, not illegally enter the country. Don't just show up at the border, said Biden. Stay where you are and apply legally from there. Starting today, if you don't apply through the legal process, you'll not be eligible for the new parole program. Sounds really good. It's not. Uh-uh. O'Biden's parole program simultaneously allows the administration to control the visuals, the optics of the migrant crisis while exasperating it. This new policy will almost certainly reduce recorded monthly border crossings. They're coming across by thousands and thousands daily. However, migrants not eligible for parole will have no incentive to turn themselves in now and will evade as gotaways from the, well, you know. One Democratic senator, Bob Menendez, New Jersey, condemned Biden's plan. The Biden administration decision to go ahead and expand Title 42, which was a disastrous and inhumane relic of the Trump administration's racist immigration agenda, is an effort to restore rule of law at the border. Ultimately, this use of the parole authority is merely an attempt to 
replace our asylum laws, and thousands of asylum seekers waiting to present their cases will be hurt by all of this. What in the world is going on? Is this America? And speaking of O'Biden and the border, the president, yeah, he's planning to visit the U.S. border there in Mexico for the first time since becoming president. Going to do that this weekend. And before his trip, he announced, of course, those tighter restrictions. So (laughs) maybe he's hoping. Oh, that's another story. Did you see the arrest right at the Mexico arrested the son of drug lord El Chapo, who himself allegedly is one of the top traffickers of the deadly opioid fentanyl out of Mexico. And they could hardly get this guy to the airport roadblocks and bombs. And I mean, it's just an unbelievable sight what's going on in Mexico. So many people crossing the border, coming to a city near you. Oh, good grief, Johnny Brown. Well, I shared this with you months ago, but President Trump's political cloud has taken another serious hit as Republicans opposed to Representative Kevin McCarthy's speakership bid ignores his pleas. You back this guy, said Trump. It's just the latest sign that Donald Trump's once iron grip on the party is weakening, a reality that raises questions about his 2024 presidential bid while giving rivals more confidence that they can indeed defeat him in a primary. Like, how's that going? Conservative Representative Lauren Bobert from Colorado there said on the House floor on Wednesday that Trump needed to tell McCarthy to withdraw. And Representative Matt Goetz of Florida said it was sad that the former president supported McCarthy. On top of that, in an act that could be described as defiance or flattery, Getz voted for Trump to be speaker during the seventh round of voting on Thursday. I've shared with you in the past about Jordan Peterson. Many of you know about him. Maybe if you've listened to Joe Rogan and other programs, he is really a brilliant mind out of Canada. Not sure if he's a Christian, although he certainly brings forth some very interesting thoughts from the Bible. Anyway, he's been ordered now by a Canadian psychology governing body to enter what Peterson calls a re-education program, reportedly over his past comments and speech that could cause harm to the public. Not surprisingly, Peterson said Wednesday he formally indicated he's not going to comply with the demands of the College of Psychologists of Ontario. And basically all of this has to do with transgenderism and refusing to uh, call people male names if they're female, etc. And they think he needs a lot of help and some re-education. Those morons, those demonic, oh my goodness. Welcome to today's world. I keep saying what I'm hearing, and that is we have no idea what's going on in the world today, whether it's Canada or the United States with our government and other things happening. Yeah, you really need to lean on the Lord with all of your heart and mind. It's crazy. More news right after this. Someone once said, make new friends, but keep the old. One is silver. The other is gold. At some point in time, there's going to be difficulty or trouble in your relationships. What can we do to build friendships that can withstand trying times? While the Bible warns us not to be friends with people who gossip, are immoral, act foolishly, Proverbs 24 and 29 and 13, it does provide principles for developing godly relationships. 
these building blocks are essential to an enduring friendship. You know, when these elements exist in our relationship, through trouble and difficulty, it's going to come, friendship can prevail. Alan McGinnis wrote, In friendship, as in anything else, you will succeed if you're undeterred by failures and disappointments, and keep trying. Oh my goodness, now this is bizarre. A mother and daughter duo who operated a funeral home in Colorado have been sentenced after pleading guilty to charges related to selling body parts. Megan Hess, the former owner of Sunset Mesa Funeral Home in Montrose, Colorado, was sentenced to 20 years in prison. Mom, Shirley Coke, got 15 years behind bars in one of the most bizarre criminal cases in recent history. They had previously admitted to guild of one count of mail fraud and aiding and abetting under a plea agreement. According to a Department of Justice press release, the mother and daughter, despite lacking any authorization, recovered body parts from or otherwise prepared entire bodies of hundreds of people for body broker services. We hope these prison sentences will bring the victim's family members some amount of peace as they move forward in the grieving. This, that's just an incredible story. Without knowledge or consent, the women disrespected the wishes of grieving victims and degraded bodies of their family members to sell them for profit, according to the Denver FBI. Oh, they're a crazy, crazy, wicked, greedy people out there, huh? The country's still focusing on Damar Hamlin. Doctors at the University of Cincinnati's Medical Center said the Buffalo Bills safety had woken up Wednesday night, two days after he'd undergone cardiac arrest during that NFL game. Hamlin is able to communicate via writing, and his first question was whether the Bills won the game or not. So, good news there. What are they calling this thing? Pineapple Express, a weather event. Known as the Pineapple Express storm has caused thousands of Power outages, at least two deaths there in California, which has been under a state of emergency since Wednesday. That storm brings 100-mile-per-hour winds, well, plus, actually, and buckets of rain, which has led to flash flooding and landslides in parts of California. Northern California was evacuated, parts of it anyway, placed under weather advisory, and forecasters have warned that more storm systems are expected to hit early next week. In business news... Employers added 223,000 jobs in the month of December. That, according to the Labor Department in its monthly payroll report released today, topping the 200,000 job forecast by Refinity Economist. Still, it marks a slight deacceleration from the downwardly revised job growth of 256,000 recorded in November. Is this good news or bad? Somehow it's not working for Bed Bath & Beyond, as the company announced in a public filing that it has substantial doubts now about its ability to continue and could potentially file for bankruptcy. They've been very popular in the past. question is, what happened there? They say maybe shoppers are just less impressed by towels these days. But the retailer also committed numerous own goals, such as replacing big brands with private labels and supply chain snarls, and at a time when the pandemic-area shoppers wanted to shell out for a KitchenAid, a, well, you know. In any event, Bed Bath & Beyond in big trouble. You want the drug? Then show me the money. New medicines launched by U.S. drug makers reached a median price of 220 
$2,000. These astronomical prices were fueled by three expensive gene therapies approved by the FDA. One of them cost $3.5 million, making it the most expensive drug ever. Oh, this is just insane. Well, if you live in rural America, odds are you're hearing the phrase waters of the United States, more commonly known as WOTUS. It gives you some unease, they say. We don't blame you. For years, farmers, ranchers, small business owners, landowners, and families throughout rural America have faced the possibility of thousands of dollars in fines per day from the federal government in an egregious example of government overreach. In 2015, the O'Biden administration enacted a WOTUS rule that essentially gave the federal government jurisdiction over every body of water in the United States, including all streams and ditches. Did you know that? Yeah, so what? Well, now the Biden administration is back with a new WOTUS rule that will create more uncertainty and condemn communities across the country to regulatory limbo. Congressional Western Caucus members have fought back against this mandate by working to uphold the navigable waters protection rule and by joining over 200 House Republicans and rejecting the current expansive rulemaking thing. What does it all mean in the end? Well, boiling it down, you should not need teams of attorneys and millions of dollars to determine whether we can plow a field or make improvements on our land. That's what the farmers are saying. Unfortunately, that will be the reality with a return to the burdensome and confusing water laws of the Biden administration. Just a part of that new America. A flood of not water, but evil. And finally, who said that? You know what that moment in the Buffalo Bills game when the football player collapsed and, and everybody fell on their knees and began to pray? Well, it looked like a Tim Tebow movement. Remember how he was condemned for doing this? I mean, just like that, the National Football League was now okay with everyone praying on the field again. Yeah, different strokes for different folks. This is good. The transformation of charity into legal entitlement has produced donors without love, recipients without gratitude. Antonin Scalia former Supreme Court Justice. Oh, now this one is really good. Everything you can see will die and rot. Every title you can earn is going to be lost. Every glory you receive from men will turn into nothing. Live for that which is eternal. Live for the one that died for you. Paul Washer. That's great. And January 6th, January 6th, something I need to remember. Oh, yeah, it's Amish Christmas today, January the 6th, 2023. Others will celebrate today and tomorrow, but also the Amish do it today. Keep it very simple. You can read all about it on our Facebook page. And somewhere along the line, I've discovered the older I get, the tighter companies are at putting lids on jars. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. Well, if you're a Facebook friend, we pray for you every now and then. Get in touch with us, Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N, and your comments. If you put your name down and you've added things like, we listen every day, we pray for you and your family every day, 
How fantastic. See, there's positive and negatives to everything. Facebook has a lot of negatives, of course, and I don't think they're very happy with Christians overall, but uh, just like this, I have become your friend and vice versa, and we're praying for one another, and God is blessing. Are you a part of that? Come on board today. Join me. Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-T-T-E-N. It's so good to have friends. We're often talking about friends and Facebook friends, and you know, the essence of friendship is what? Can you answer that? Doctors, psychologists, counselors, they tell us that what people want most is to be accepted in life. Would you buy that? And that many will go to any length to gain approval. The result has left us fighting an intense battle with loneliness and fear in life. Fear that no one is going to love us, and loneliness from the isolation that comes from striving after something that we were, well, never really created to seek, right? When we struggle for the approval of others, we disregard the unconditional acceptance of Almighty God. Essentially, we tell God His love is just not good enough, and we need the regard of others first. Jesus told His disciples to seek the kingdom of God first, and all their needs would be met, right? Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. When the focus of our heart is placed squarely on God, every need, every desire we may have is going to be fulfilled. The result of a right relationship with God is an abiding peace that comes from His presence within us through the power of the Holy Spirit. God loves you regardless of all those bumps and bruises and emotional scars, as well as real scars that you've collected over your lifetime. He cares when you hurt and when you suffer discouragement. He's your eternal friend, is he not? Only God has the capacity to show such incredible love and acceptance in this old world. Jesus took great care to assure his disciples that his impending death was not the end of God's presence here on earth. A comforter, one who possessed the same characteristics as he did, would come. Jesus said, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. That is the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him nor know him. But you know him because he abides with you and will be with you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. John chapter 14, verse 16, 17, and 18. Wise relationships always require some type of communication. Jesus made an eternal pledge to us when he came to earth. And for us to realize the completeness of God's fellowship, we too must make a commitment to God. The essence of the Christian life does not consist of a set of rules and regulations. It's sharing a moment-by-moment -moment intimate relationship with the Savior. It's not a matter of human acceptance. God accepts us. That's all that's needed. Friendship with the Savior is a continuous unveiling of His love and personal care for each one of us. The life that remains focused on Jesus is a life that, well, enjoys unbroken fellowship. It's a life of victory and peace, of hope and security, and I guess most of all, friendship. How many true, loyal, devoted, and, come on now, genuine relationships do you have? How many friends do you have? Some people get excited. They have thousands on Facebook and uh, a million followers, and is that real? Do you ever wonder why a friendship doesn't last? Do you long for an enduring relationship that brings you comfort and acceptance, love, joy, and security? Everyone has a inner longing, I guess you could say, for friendship. 
It's the desire that God puts within you, deep within. First and foremost, God designed you to have a personal relationship with Him through His Son, Jesus. However, His plan also includes meeting many of your needs through other people, specifically those close friends of yours. You should never rely on another person to meet all of your needs. Only Jesus has the ability to do that. But it is a special blessing from God when you can receive His gifts through the words and actions of someone who knows your innermost feelings and dreams. Whether you have a best friend right now or you're praying for God to give you one, you can benefit from understanding and applying the principles of a wise and meaningful relationship. There's a saying, to have a friend, yep, you must be a friend. The ingredients that mix together to form a bond with another person must be growing inside you if you want to experience the fullness of a relationship with somebody special. 1 Samuel 18, 19, and 20 tells the story of the beginning of one of the most powerful friendships in all the Bible, certainly in the Old Testament, that relationships between David and Jonathan. It started just after David killed Goliath and reported back to King Saul. Jonathan had observed the whole fight, and as he listened to David's account of the deed, he was moved to pledge his support for him. 1 Samuel 18.1 says that the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. The Hebrew word, therefore, knit, literally means to be chaining two things together with a very strong link. So I guess the question might be, why did Jonathan feel this bond? Jonathan recognized in David many of his own attitudes, goals, and life desires. Jonathan was a warrior himself and had recently delivered a sound blow to the Philistine troops with the help of one other man. In David, Jonathan discovered a heart of bravery and steadfast love for the Lord, and he wanted to identify with David both publicly and privately. Do you admire patience or gentleness or sensitivity? You're going to be drawn naturally to someone with those qualities, and somebody will feel the same attraction to you on the basis of your desires and thoughts and habits. Respect also means that you value the other person on the basis of his or her identity in Jesus Christ and not behavior or performance according to your expectations. The love that Jonathan and David had for each other went beyond a simple pledge of allegiance and admiration. They had an emotional tie that bound their feelings together as one. When David hurt, Jonathan hurt. It upset Jonathan greatly that his father, King Saul, was out to kill David, 1 Samuel 19. He stood before Saul to plead for David's life, a move that was bold even for the king's son. And even though David was separated from Jonathan for several years during his flight from Saul in the wilderness, David's brotherly concern for Jonathan remained unchanged. Their ways parted for a time, but their hearts never did. And much later, David's words, after he learns of Jonathan's death, are stirring. How have the mighty fallen in the midst of battle? I am distressed for you, my brother Jonathan. That's Second Samuel one twenty-five and 26. And finally, I think you have to be older to appreciate this. The movies show people kissing in the rain. But I want a guy who will run out there and get the cushions off the porch chairs when the weather starts kicking up. <laughs> right? You, you get it if you're older, right? Uh, Thinking this Friday at my age, I'm really good at multitasking, I guess. I can listen, I, I can ignore, and I can forget all at once.
And it's pretty clever sign here. We had a new Dairy Queen down on the corner. Dairy Queen, ruining your New Year's resolutions since 1962. I get it. You've been listening to, of course, Hello World. News, information, comment every day this time. Don't forget to tell your friend about the broadcast and you join us back here on Monday. Trust you're going to have a great weekend, which will include church, right? Absolutely. You need it, my friend. Well, that's the way it is. Friday, January the 6th, 2023. I am Greg Patton. God bless. Have a great day and a great weekend.